podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite Wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Boom! The boys are back, and it is time for another Q&A show. I, I say another. We haven't done this since February, so it is time for another Q&A show. Uh, like I said, it's been two and a half, three months. Um, I'm looking forward to it, though. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, before we get into it, uh, next week will be Mom Pod. It'll be the fourth or fifth, uh, I think the fourth annual uh, podcast that I do with my mother. Um, if anything too breaking news happens, um, I will get something this midweek or next midweek. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that. I always have a good time recording with my mom. It was pre-recorded, but I don't think we talked anything, uh, you know, too time sensitive. Uh, I might've made a prediction about the chiefs drafting Felix. I can't remember. Um, but that is next week. Uh, we might have something midweek. Uh, stay tuned on that. Um, might be working on a thing or two, but I am actually going to be uh, traveling a little bit uh, at the back end of this week. Uh, extra long weekend for me. Um, so uh, stay tuned. Might have something midweek. Can't promise anything, uh, but stay tuned. Just just check the feed on Wednesday just in case. Uh, Mother's Day next weekend. Uh be sure to give your mom a call, uh, buy a greeting card, send it to her in the mail. If you can't go see her, get it in the mail by Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. Should get there before Mother's Day. Tell your mom you love her. All right, before we get into this, this is presented by Manhattan Brewing Company. Uh, one time I got a review on this show that says stop drinking uh, beers on the pod because I make too loud of a drinking noise when I do, uh, and smack my lips too much. So I'm not drinking the beer on the pod, but I will be having a townie wheat right after this. They are now distributing in the Kansas City area. They are in liquor stores. They are in bars. So the next time you go to your local watering hole, the next time you go to your local liquor store here in the Kansas City or Lawrence area, politely but firmly tell them to get Manhattan Brewing Company beer in stock. And then as always, if you go to the happiest place in the world, Manhattan, Kansas, stop by the brewery, get one of their 10 plus beers on tap, get a signature cocktail, get some growlers and crowlers to go, get some four packs, Make sure to check out Manhattan Brewing Company every time you are there. And yeah, I mean, they were already distributing all throughout the state. I don't have to tell all of you in, uh, you know, the state capital, the great city of Topeka, all of you down in Wichita, and everyone else from corner to corner of our great state. Uh, But make sure you support them because they've been supporting us coming up on a year now. All right, uh, Q&A time, but before we do, K-State Baseball, how about them? Um, 
They were ranked number 22 coming into the week. They sweep SEMO. They did have a disappointing loss, uh, 1-0 at Wichita State, but they got a a three-game sweep of SEMO. Very real chance they might find themselves in the top 20 this upcoming week. Uh, The baseball bracketologies had them as a uh, three seed. Every site has one through four. So uh, not quite like baseball where there's four regions. No, there there are, uh, what, 16 regions. Then you go to Super Regional. Then you get to Omaha. Uh, But K-State as a three seed, I mean, hell, depending on how things end in Big 12 play, depending on how things go in the Big 12 tournament, I mean, who's to say they can't get to a two seed? Um, they, they were current, or they, the bracketologies I saw had them going to Fayetteville, Arkansas. So all of you who are super big, uh, college baseball fans, Hey, that's travelable. You could get to Fayetteville, Arkansas for that. Um, I know they've had some great, uh, crowds out at Toynton so far this season. Uh, really am. They had some disappointing losses earlier in the season, uh, especially uh, even later in the season on some of these midweek games. But once you get to that weekend series where the pitching really does uh, have a chance to shine, this has been a really fun team to follow. And you got to give Pete uh, Hughes his roses. You got to give him his flowers uh, because he had the uh, contract extension after last year where they have underperformed. Uh, they have not gotten to the postseason in Pete Hughes' tender, uh, tenure. He's had a lot of good talent. And, uh, you know, th- there were some questionable uh, or some folks questioning the contract extension. I was one of them. But again, very casual baseball fan. I'm not going to pretend to know the ins and outs. Uh, but w- what did give me a little bit of confidence are is the K State fans who truly follow college baseball a lot of them were on board with the extension a lot of them are excited for this season um and again i i i'm not going to be able to sit here and pretend and be able to give you the ins and outs i'm going to try to get a show midweek and have someone on who might know a little bit more uh but i want to give credit and a shout out to the aggieville alley cats uh my two podcasting sons uh the second of that duo ace he is graduating this upcoming weekend from K-State uh, to join his uh, co-host in law school. Uh, two super intelligent guys, and they've been following and covering K-State baseball all season. So if you want more in-depth uh, K-State baseball talk, um, you should have already been listening to them, but make sure you check them out because I'm sure they're going to have something recounting this week's sweep of SEMO. Regardless, big games coming up. Every series in the Big 12 is absolutely massive. Um, I don't think that I don't think they're going to find themselves in a situation where uh, where they can compete to win the Big 12 regular season. Um, but they're salty enough that you know who knows they might be able to uh, make some noise, maybe win the Big 12 tournament. Um, they're at Oklahoma State Friday, Saturday, Sunday, both games on ESPN+. Plus. Or if you're in Wichita, really into the Batcats, or if you're in Oklahoma, head over to, uh, what's the name of their park out there? O'Brate Stadium. I've parked there uh, for K-State basketball and football games uh, down at 
Oklahoma State. Um, and then the final weekend, uh, there's six games left in Big 12 play. Uh, you know, next, the, the following weekend, so not this upcoming weekend, but the following weekend, May 18th through the 20th, uh, they have TCU at home, which would be absolutely massive. Find a way to win both these series, folks. Uh, they're they're going to be in the tournament. Things are looking really good, and, and I'm super happy for them. Uh, Thursday, May 18th, 6 p.m., uh, Friday, 6 p.m., and Saturday, senior night, uh, the 20th, at 4 p.m. Uh, get out to Toynton if you if, if you want, or make sure you're watching and following along on ESPN+. Now let's get into all the great questions that you guys had. Um, always pumped to do these, see all the questions coming through. Uh, and remember, as always, sponsored by Manhattan Brewing Company. All right, Callie Mike. Will this current two to five year period go down as the beginning of K State athletics rise to national prominence? Uh, I so this is a fun question because I I, I think next year there, there is a lot of excitement and it goes beyond um, just K State football and just K State basketball. There is a a lot of good vibes surrounding the women's basketball team with the return of Aoka Lee. Um, you had a transfer in from Louisville, who was a former top 20 recruit, who is from Wichita originally. Um, you have some of this momentum with the Batcats, K-State Volleyball moving into a new arena and uh, with a brand new coach. Um, so if you want to talk about, hey, uh, relevant uh, teams all across the board, then yeah, probably. Now, it, it, and I'm probably nitpicking here. If we want to talk about national prominence as uh, an athletic department, we, we need to take uh, the next step here. You know, if K-State basketball could have gotten to a Final Four this year, um, you, you could make a little bit more of an argument uh, K-State football winning the uh, Big 12, that is big. You know, uh, I, I think you probably need next year. I, I think you you probably need, again, uh, maybe both of those big sports in the top 15 again, plus postseason appearances and maybe postseason wins by some of those other uh, athletic uh, teams. Um, but I do think that we, we very well could be at the beginning of the best combo stretch uh, of K-State football and basketball history. Now, some folks might may scoff at that a little bit because what was it from? Uh, what 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 would it have been uh, from 2010 football uh, through to 2018 football, I, I believe, or 2017, whatever Bill Snyder's final year. Uh, you went to the NC, or you you went to a bowl game every single year with uh, three, two or three double digit win seasons, uh, three top fifteen finishes or top twenty finishes, um, and, and you went to the NCAA tournament. What you know, uh, Frank missed. Frank didn't miss it in that time period. So uh, what? So from twenty ten, uh, Bruce missed it five times. Um, so, I mean, again, that, that was a really good run in that five year period where, uh, K-State football, uh, went to 
uh, a bowl game every year plus a Big 12 championship uh, with uh, an Elite Eight uh, for the men's basketball team, a Big 12 championship uh, for the men's basketball team. That was a really good run. Uh, but I, I really do think we, we have uh, the potential uh, to maybe go back-to-back or at least get to Arlington again this year. I think K-State men's basketball, uh, we, we don't know what the roster is going to look like, but they, they could be another top 20, top 25 type team. Um, so, again, I, I, I think that if you're talking about uh, nas- truly national prominence, I think you're going to need – a lot of Big 12 titles. I think you're going to need Final Four or a national championship in men's uh, basketball. Making the playoff here, especially when they expand it in football. Uh, making it to the second weekend, round of 32, uh, round of 16 in uh, women's basketball, uh, volleyball, baseball. You're going to have to do some of these things if you truly want to talk about national prominence. I, I do think we could be on the cusp of the greatest uh, you know, run, collective run, more than just one sport run uh, in K-State uh, athletics history, though. Um, you just need that. You need one of those programs to really continue to get it done at the highest level if you want to talk about national prominence. That was a stupid long answer, and I'm sorry for that. Uh, Jordan underscore ICT, what three football games are you most looking forward to? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, at, at Missouri, uh, I'm going to go to Columbia, um, hopefully with some buddies. Um, you know, that, that was such a fun game uh, last year. Uh, if you're able to have a comfortable win on the road in Columbia – that would be massive. So at Mizzou is one of them. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that rematch in uh, in Bill Snyder Family Stadium with TCU uh, will be a good one. Rematch of the Big Twelve Championship game. Um, you know they, they made it to the national champ or rematch of the Big Twelve Championship game. They made it to the national title. Uh, that first game we played in TCU. Uh, was such a gut wrencher. All those injuries, all that type of stuff. I, and I, I think K State and TCU are going to be uh, really battling for supremacy in the new Big Twelve. Kind of be the alpha dogs. Um, so that one in Brand or in uh, Bill Snyder Family Stadium. And then, uh, and and I hate putting two away games on here, uh, but there are two away games I'm going to go to. I'm looking forward to the Sunflower Showdown uh, in Lawrence. Um, KU fans are starting to really, really starting to feel themselves. Um, you know, that they're starting to feel confidence. They're starting to think, all right, Hey, we might be able to get those guys. Um, and that was such a fun game last year, uh, reminding them of their place, um, and being able to do it again in their, uh, building. That would be massive. Um, you know, I, I, Again, I think as they continue to get better, that game is going to carry more weight. Um, so I think that would be number three. Number four would be uh, Farmageddon in uh, Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Um, it's back uh, during Rivalry Week, final Saturday of the year. And uh, that game might have some massive implications on um, who, who makes it to Arlington. Uh, can K-State punch their ticket for the second straight year at home uh, versus a rival um, that would be a lot of fun. So th- those are the three plus 
uh, the bonus honorable mention of Iowa State Farmageddon at home. Uh, Cole Hager asked, uh, Colorado Cole from the live shows, RIP, what coach or player will be the next to have a statue erected around the athletic campus? Um, so I, I, I think, and, and I think this is something they need to do. With all the sports moving out of Ahern Fieldhouse, I think that K-State Athletics needs to do something now that all the arenas and stadiums are congregated at one place, I think I think there needs to be a Micah Hearn uh, statue. Uh, Micah Hearn won the conference as a football coach, as a basketball coach, and as a baseball coach. Um, I think that though, and I, I believe he was the athletics director as well after that. Um, I, I think especially when you look at uh, football, weirdly enough, it, it, it is Micah Hearn and Bill Snyder and Chris Kleiman and Poppy Waldorf as the only coaches to win conference styles at K-State. Poppy's in the uh, College Football Hall of Fame. Bill Snyder's in the College Football Hall of Fame. Um, Chris Kleiman's probably going to be in the College Football Hall of Fame. Um, so I, I think Micah Hearn having a statue... Um, I, I, I mean, hell, you can put it, you can put it over uh, at Toynton. You can put it, you know, at one of the gates where uh, Bramlage Coliseum enters. You can put it over by the new practice facility. I think there needs to be a Micah Hearn statue. Um, if you want to talk about players, um, look, I, I think to have a statue, you have to be. You, you would have had to accomplish something major. You would have had to accomplish something extreme. Um, sadly enough, I don't I don't know if any of our individual players have ever gotten to that level. Uh, you don't have a Heisman Trophy winner. You don't have a National Basketball Player of the Year winner. Um, so so I, I don't think any of them are at that level. Now, if you want to, and we've talked about this, I, I, I think, and, and, and honestly, here's the other thing before I move on to the next point. I don't know if there's another coach either. Again, um, I don't know if Jack Hartman did enough to deserve a statue. Um, I, I, I would feel better about naming the court after Tex. Uh, Ernie Barrett already has a statue. I, I, I don't know if any of those basketball coaches... Uh, I don't know if, if if you can give a statue um, to any of them. I, I don't know. I could listen to an argument for Tex. I could listen to a argument for uh, Jack Hartman. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I think I'd probably be more apt to say Tex winner um, just because of his overall uh, impact on the game of basketball. Um so maybe Tex, but I, but I think Micah Hearn winning conference title in three different sports, going on to be an AD, I think that's a no doubt. Now I do think that I, I could definitely listen to arguments for all the Trailblazers, all of the players who broke the color barrier uh, in, in the conference, because K State has you know Earl Woods, they have uh, a handful of different guys in football. 
I, I, I think, you know, Harold Robinson, Verl Swatter. I, I think that you could make an argument for those guys. Uh, but, but if you're going to do it, I, th- I think you need to do all the trailblazers having uh, statues. Um, and, and I think they need to do more with that as a whole. So that's kind of where I would go. I think Micah Hearn is the only, without a doubt, uh, choice I, I think it needs to happen i think they need to do something especially now that uh Ahern field house is being retired for athletics all right uh callie mike asks do you predict that chef andre napier will be recruited by coach Bourne to be the next k state men's basketball chef at some point no there's zero chance never gonna happen love the chef not gonna happen should it happen i don't know but it's not gonna happen uh, the chef then gets in and asks, how many baths do you take a year? Zero. I cannot tell you the last time I took a bath. Uh, I'm not a bath guy. I don't see the appeal. Uh, maybe if I had like some big jacuzzi, uh, you know, I, I, I'd consider it. But just like a basic bath, no. I will never take just a basic bath. Again, rest of my life. My little brother, big bath guy. He loves it. Me, no chance. I would get, I'd get in a jacuzzi bath, you know, a indoor hot tub or whatever. But a bath for the purpose of relaxation or actually bathing, never. I will never. Just a basic bath, no, never. Uh, Chef Andre Napier, how do you explain the minimal amount of transfers out of the K State football program in this era of college football? It's all about culture, man. Um, they have built a culture where the players are feel empowered. Chris Kleiman says it almost every press conference. It's not his program. It's the players' program. Um, he empowers them to be leaders. He empowers them to make decisions. And he trusts them. Uh, it doesn't hurt that, you know, uh, outside of that one season uh which again that, that after that one season or during that one season that's the only time you've seen an exodus um you know but you're winning of them really get along well with the support staff with uh you know coach true and the strength staff and uh the coaches really have created an atmosphere of a modern program where hey you know, they're not going to let these guys walk all over them. It's not like what you're seeing all across the board, basically every sport except for football at Alabama. You know, it isn't, you know, the, it's, it's you know, it's not a madhouse by any means. Uh, there is some discipline, but it, but it's modern day discipline. And there's just a trust and respect. And um, I think it just comes down to Chris Kleiman empowering the leaders on the team to create the culture, hold everyone else accountable. And, and I think it's paying tenfold. Uh, Chef Andre Napier, talk to me about a hill you're willing to die on about K-State athletics and try to convince me I should go to battle with you on said hill. Um, I mean, I mean look, there, there's a few things. Um, I actually don't, I mean, look, I, I'm a big advocate for uh, getting rid of passouts. I, I hate that there's exit and reentry with football. Absolutely hate it. Um, but I, I think the controversial one, I think the one that has caused the most beef I've had with folks is 
I'm not going to say Barry Brown should not be in the rafters, um, but there are tens, maybe upwards of 20 people I think deserve to be up in the rafters more than Barry Brown. That has pissed off a lot of folks. Uh, I think a lot of the you know college students who were there uh, at the same time as Barry um, don't like that. Um, but but that's one where it's like, all right, he 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 was. First team all conference once. Yes, he won defensive player of the year. Um, I think he might have been second team. Um, but but when you look at it, you know, Dean on on those teams, you know, it, it took a year and a half. I mean, Cam Stokes was the better player early. Um, Dean Wade, when he was healthy, he was the best player on those teams. I get it. Barry was healthy, and you know, he was a massive uh, reason, if not the biggest reason, why you go to that elite eight. Um, but you know, one year as first team, all big 12, zero, all American accolades. When you have guys who have been multi times first time or first team, all conference guys who've done it more than once. When you have guys who have been first team, all Americans, let alone second and third team, all Americans, not up there. Um, I just, I, I, I just think that there's a lot of people who have accolades, uh, who, who deserve to be up there. And here's the thing, like that is an individual thing. You know, it, it is about your individual accomplishments. And Barry Brown um, just doesn't have the accolades. He just doesn't have uh, the resume of some of the guys who aren't up there yet. And, and it definitely, he would be the odd man out if, if, if say he were to go up in the rafters this next year. If you if you try to compare the accolades and if you try to compare the accomplishments of the guys who are up there to Barry Brown, I mean, it's night and day. Um, and, and that's the most controversial one. And, and I, and I kind of hesitate even bringing it up because anytime I say something like this, that that's where I get the most hate. I, I think out of everything, I think the only, only time I, there are only two other, uh, things that have even come close. And I still think, uh, the, the, the Barry Brown thing is, is takes the cake. But the only two times that I ever get folks who are uh, as mad at me than that is uh, how we talked about Bill Snyder uh, on the show towards the end. Uh, granted, the show had just started. Um, you know, we, we were very more hot takey back then. Uh, but kind of uh, the, the Bill Snyder stuff uh, back when we started the show, there, there's still people to this day who won't listen to the show because of how we talked about Bill Snyder during that final season. Um, and then me not being a massive power cat guy um, that, that gets some folks mad as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'll get some angry tweets and DMS for that, but that, that's, that's the hill that, that I uh, die on that makes the most people mad. We'll go to Zach next. If you could choose one permanent co-host that was a former athlete, who would it be and why? Huh. If you want to talk about uh, practical, like, hey, this uh, this would work out well. This would be, um, you know, th- this would make the podcast itself go better. I think I think to of someone like uh, Travis Tannehill, uh, you know he is in was in broadcasting. He was doing color for a while. Um, I think 
he is now just doing the pregame show on KStateHD.tv. But when it comes to football, he really is a fan. And I think with, with basketball as well, he, he is a fan. Um, he knows what he's talking about, especially with football. Um, and he he's talked in the mic a, a lot before. Um, so I, I think it would be him. Now, if, you, if you're saying, hey, a permanent co-host, and, and I'm just trying to maximize downloads from now until the end of the time, uh, Jacob Pollen or Michael Beasley. Jacob Pollen, that was our biggest download of all time. Um, Jake is the demographic that listens to this show. So millennials, uh, people who are in school between 2005 to 2000 and uh, you know 18. You know that kind of 13 year stretch. Uh, Jacob Pollen is the you know fan favorite uh, for a lot of folks who went to school or. We're in the college age demographic during that time. Um, so if I'm saying, hey, I'm just trying to get as many downloads as possible, it'd be Jake. And he has so many stories. Uh, he's not afraid to just let things fly. Uh, so so that would be the other uh, pick there. But I, I think that Travis Tannehill would be uh, the one who, who could take to podcast. And he's been on a bunch as well. So uh, we'll see. Uh, Ryan Moss asks, you have been awarded the budget of $9.99 million annually from the nation's best athletic director to p- pay Kleiman and Tang. How much do you give, uh, or how do you break up their annual salaries? Uh, $6 million to uh, Chris Kleiman and $3.99 million to Jerome Tang. Uh, that distribution would uh, put both of them, I believe, in the top 25 um, in all of the NCAA. I mean, that, that was pretty easy. So that's how I do it. Uh, back to, uh, that was Zach. Uh, can you power rank your top three Manhattan brewing company beers from power cat Ryan? Um, I mean, number one has to be pumpkin batch. Uh, I love pumpkin beers. I absolutely love that. Also it's the fall, just a great beer to drink during the fall. Uh, number two, Towny Wheat. Uh, I, I feel like that. That's uh, I think I think that and Tasty IPAs are probably their flagship, two biggest flagship beers. Uh, but legitimately, I think t- Towny Wheat might legitimately be one of the most flavorful uh, wheat beers I've ever had. And number three has to be Tang Party, right? I, I've I've had it a handful of times, uh, but it's delicious. It is crisp, uh, and, and you know everything is turning up. Gold, everything associated with Jerome Tang is, uh, you know, Midas Touch, Golden Touch, and that beer is no different. So those would be my three, um, you know, the 785, uh, Honorable Mention, Tasty, Honorable Mention. Um, gosh, anytime I go in there, I feel like I'm, like, getting a new favorite beer, but I think those are my top three. Uh, the Coffee Fiend Nick asks, what's your favorite coffee and why is it Standard Issue Coffee? Uh, check out Standard Issue Coffee. I think they have a, a Memorial Day blend that they are releasing soon as well. Uh, Derek Lynn, who do you think slash who will fill those final three spots for basketball? Also, next year's Sweet, sweet 16 or best for the Midi Cats, right? Uh, we'll start with the men's basketball, the three open spots. I have no clue. No clue in the world who are going to fill those three spots. Um, you know, the the hope is, the hope is uh, that's Keontae Johnson, right? Um, I, I think I think some fans are probably 
thinking it's more likely than it is. Uh, I, I think uh, some fans want to think it's 50-50. I don't think the odds are that good. I mean, I'd, I'd say maybe 80-20 uh, with the 80% Keontae going and playing pro. Um, but Keontae Johnson's really the only name I could tell you. There, there are other people in the portal. The portal doesn't close for another few days. Uh, if you grad transfer, you can enter the portal at any time. Um, which, I mean, hell, uh, outside of Colbert, I mean, not the, like the majority of the guys we got last year were grad transfers, I think. Um, so more names can pop up, uh, but I, I legitimately could not tell you uh, even semi-realistic target outside of Keontae Johnson. So uh, I can't help you there. And then uh, Midi Cats, Sweet 16 or Bust. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I think there's a lot of excitement um, about the, the team um, with some of the pickups. Gabby Gregory and uh, Aoka Lee getting to play together. Um, if you if you don't make the second weekend, if Jeff Mitty can't get this team the second weekend next year, um, when is he going to? Um, so it, it really is kind of like, all right, hey, you got to do it. Or, uh, you know, what's the realistic ceiling for Jeff Mitty? Um, so if he can't get that, and, and hell, they were up in the round of 32 on the road um, versus uh, NC State two years ago um, with Aoka Lee, no Gabby Gregory, uh, you know, all those soft or freshmen, they were all freshmen at the time, you know, the Twins and Serena Sundell, um, they were leading like in the second quarter at NC State in the round of 32. Um, if they can't make it to the Sweet 16, um I don't know, man. I mean, you're not going to fire a coach who makes the NCAA tournament, but um, life after Lee, um, I'm going to really need to see something to believe it. Life after Aoka Lee uh, for this team, for me to everything, Jeff Mindy can get this team to the uh, Sweet 16. Connor Baltazar with three questions. First, which newcomers are you most excited to see uh, this upcoming football season? One offense, one defense. Offense, uh, Keegan Johnson, um, wide receiver from Iowa. Last transfer we had at from Iowa uh, was a top 50 NFL pick. Uh, I think he has all the skill set to be a big-time wide receiver for us. Uh, on defense, uh, Will Lee, um, Juco transfer. Folks remember Alabama wanted him. Um, it, it was one of like legitimately one of one of if not Chris Clemens' best recruiting wins, uh, grabbing Will Lee, who was a JUCO cornerback. Um, I think he's going to start opposite of Jacob Parrish, and uh, you know if those two guys can play at a uh, close to a all Big Twelve level, all of a sudden um, that that answers some massive questions about this defense. Um, so, so I'm going with Will Lee on defense. His next one with Ty Zentner leaving uh, for the NFL. Who takes off the or takes the kickoff, place kicking, and punting positions? I think Chris Tennant's going to get another crack at field goals. I think he will be uh, kicking as well, and I think it's Bloomer is going to be the punter. Uh, you know, he came back for his super senior season. He's backed up uh, Ty Zentner the last couple years. Um, he was backing up Devin Enkdahl. So uh, he came back for a super senior season. He wants a shot at being the punter. Um, so that is who I'm going with on punting. 
And then final one, how many quarterbacks take at least one snap in 2023? I'm going with three. I I think Will Howard going to take the bulk of them. Hopefully Will Howard starts all 12. Well, we're going to play at least 13. Uh, So let's say he's going to start all 14 or 15 maybe even. Maybe 16? Let's get a little wild. Uh, Will Howard will start every game. I think you're going to see Avery Johnson play in three or four. And I think you're going to see Jake Rubley be the usual uh, cleanup guy. Hopefully lots of blowouts. So hopefully Jake Rubley sees snaps in six or seven games. But I think it'll be three quarterbacks. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going with. Uh, Tristan Winkle. Do you think we will be better than last year? What do you think will be our strengths and weaknesses? I'm assuming he's talking about football. Um, here's the thing. We, we went 10-4. and four. Uh, we've won the Big 12. Um, can we win the Big 12 again? Yes. Can we have more than 10 wins? Yes. If you're asking me for these two teams to play in a scrimmage against each other, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, 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 think, I, I think I would take last year's team. Again, four draft picks a good handful of guys who are getting undrafted free agents. Um, again, hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, you had some questions, not a lot of questions, um, but but you did question some things um, about last year's team, but, but they were all answered. I don't know what the true weakness was last year. Um, coming into this year, um, the weaknesses, I mean, honestly, I think the offense will be better, which is wild to say losing a three-time All-American in Deuce Vaughn, um, two-time first-team consensus All-American Deuce Vaughn, future Ring of Honor player Deuce Vaughn, future Cowboys touchdown score Deuce Vaughn. I know it is wild to say that. Plus Malik Knowles, plus Cade Warner. Um, I, I do think there's a chance the offense is going to be better. I, I can't tell. I mean, if you're saying what the weakness or what the biggest question is on offense is what player is going to be your home run hitter? Uh, because you lost your two biggest home run hitters in Deuce Vaughn and Malik Knowles. And hell, even Adrian Martinez with his legs. Um, so you lost like your three most explosive uh, players. Now, Philip Brooks is capable of being explosive. I think DJ Giddens is going to be uh, capable of being explosive. I think uh, Treshawn Ward is going to be capable of doing it. We've seen it at times, Phillip Brooks making those explosive plays. Um, you know, Ben Sennett, I mean, he can moss people. He can run people over. I don't think he's going to outrun anyone. Um, but he he is a reliable player. I, I And it's year two under, uh, you know, Colin Klein uh, calling the shots. Um, the entire offensive line coming back, you're getting, what, your top – Eight top nine offensive linemen back. What you know, something crazy like that. Uh, the offense could be better. Uh, I, I, you know, you, you need to see Khalid Duke. Uh, you know, playing defensive end, play in, play out again. Uh, but but you know he is capable of playing at an All Big Twelve level. We've seen flashes. We've seen games where both Brandon Mott and Nate Matlack have been the best pass rusher on the field. Um, so I'm not crazy nervous about the pass rush, but you need to see all three of those guys be a little more consistent. Uh, you saw Uso make some big plays, and you have uh, Javon Banks coming in where he had started a few games at uh, an SEC school. But you, you are a little nervous about Noseguard. I have no 
worries about the linebackers. Um, you are turning over a lot in the, your secondary. Uh, b- but the secondary has been uh, above average in the Big 12 ever since Chris Kleiman and company came to town. I, I have no reason to believe they won't be this year. Um, so really, it, it kind of just comes down to, okay, can they be at that plus-plus level like they were most of last year? Um, so I'm not prepared to say there's any weaknesses. There's questions, uh, and we won't be able to answer those questions uh, until probably that game in Columbia, Missouri. Hell, but I, I take that back. That game versus Troy is going to be a dogfight. I, I wish we were not we were not doing that. Uh, Powercat Ryan, with Townie season around the corner, excluding hanging out at Manhattan Brewing, what three things would you want to do in Manhattan before the students returned? Look, I... I mean, I, I I don't spend as much. I, I wish I spent more time in Manhattan. Um, but when I think, when I am in Manhattan, I don't want to be where the students are. Uh, you know, I, I, have, I can't tell you the last time I went to Aggieville. Um, I can't tell you the last time I stepped on campus. I, I, I think the last time I stepped on campus, um, for a while I was dating a girl who was still uh, at K-State. So, um, so. Like two years after I graduated, for two years I was seeing a girl. She was still at K State, uh, and I went on campus a couple times. So I guess that would have been 2015, 2016 is the last time I was on campus. Last time I was in Aggieville, uh, 2017 again. Um, so it's I mean it's been forever. I have no I have no desires to go where, where the students are. Um, I, I well no I I would go to Taco Lucha and So Long Saloon. I, I, if, if I lived in Manhattan, if I was a townie, that, that is where I'd get my fill. I, I know my brother and sister-in-law, they live in Manhattan. They, they go to those places year long. Um, but I, I would, I would be going probably weekly, sometimes twice a week. Um, and, and then maybe go Annie Mae's. Um, but there's no other bar, uh, that I've desired to go through. And, and I, nostalgia wise, I would like to walk through campus. I'd like to see the new business building. I'd like to walk through a Hale library again. Um, so if, if I, if I am in town, uh, and have free time in Manhattan, that's probably what I do. I can't think of a third thing. Um, and again, since, since I, I don't live in Manhattan, I can't tell you, uh, places that are crowded or less crowded because of the students. Um, so I, I'm like the worst person to ask for that. Joel Anderson asks, King Joel, Pinstripe Joel, uh, if he comes over this summer and asks me to make a cocktail, what what would I make him? I would make him a blackberry bourbon smash. Um, so, you know, I, I take a handful of blackberries, um, you know, squeezing a little bit of lime juice, a tad of simple syrup, just maybe, you know, a, a, a teaspoon of uh, simple syrup. Uh, muddle that together. Uh, toss in. Uh, we'll make a heavy one for Joel. Uh, two and a half ounces of bourbon or whiskey. Um, shake it. Strain. Um, put a little rosemary or mint in there, and then uh, top with just a splash of club soda. So that is what I would make you, Joel. Let's make it happen. Allison Renner asks, what K-State athletics coaching position do you personally think you would succeed in the most? None of them. None of them. Um, I I would cop out and say nose tackle, and I would just hope that Buddy Wyatt would uh, coach the entire defensive line. I, I I could not coach anything. 
or, or just say basketball coach and then hope that, uh, you know, hope, hope they just don't need me. I would not be successful. There's nothing I could be uh, successful at. The, the only way things would be successful is if I took a position and other coaches picked up my slack. If you had to pick, also from Allison, if you had to pick one member of the K-State basketball coaching staff to do the Amazing Race with, who would it be? I have never watched the Amazing Race. Hand up, never watched it, so I don't know the strategy behind it or anything. But I'd pick Jareem Dowling because that guy seems to know someone everywhere. He seems to be the most popular human being on social media. Um, I, I feel like Jareem would help uh, make connections along the way, and he would, uh, you know, have a friend somewhere that would help us win the game. I don't. I, again, I don't know anything about Amazing Race, but I, I think Jareem Dowling would be the pick there. Handful of questions left. Remember, Mother's Day is uh, in six days. Make sure you go buy your mom a card. Go check out Manhattan Brewing Company. Hell, get your mom some Manhattan Brewing Company beer for Mother's Day. It is the best Mother's Day gift. Cole Hager asks, if you're in charge of a complete rebrand of K-State Athletics, what would you do? No limitations. Uh, Look, I would incorporate um, the color lavender with all sports. I would use the Wildcats script um, that is now being used. It's been used with volleyball. Uh, women's soccer and men's basketball. I would use that um, across the athletic department. I would officially, um, in all branding, uh, you know, uh, papers, all branding stuff, when you give stuff to TV partners, I would officially designate uh, the Cocaine Willie and the uh, Flag Willie as pennant willy whatever you want to call them both those as secondary and tertiary logos uh and i would give um all the coaches uh complete um autonomy uh to do anything they want with uniforms uh and branding and all that type of stuff if the basketball team wants their primary logo to be the cocaine cat uh and kind of uh not sideline, but but uh, bring back the prominence of the power cat. I would let them. You see, K State baseball doesn't use the power cat much. They use the interlocking KS. So I don't have a problem with uh, with basketball doing that. Um, I'm not going to get rid of the Wildcats at a time. I'd probably say something like, "Oh yeah, change the name to you know whatever." Um, but no, I, I would uh, I would stick with the Wildcats. I would just. I would just use lavender as a true secondary color for all sports teams, branding, marketing. Uh, I I would officially designate those secondary and tertiary logos uh, and just use the script Wildcats logo across all sports as well. Nothing too crazy, um, but that's what I would do. Ethan Brown, if you were stuck on a desert island with one of the boneheads, who would it be? Man. That's a good question. Um, depends on how long. Uh, I don't know. I, I I mean, look, if we're talking about like boneheads who I have like pre-existing like relationship, like some of my best friends listen to the show. So, I mean, I probably pick my, you know, my good friend, Matt. Um, you know, I, I mean, I've lived with him, uh, two different places for a total of three years. 
So I'd pick him. If we want to talk about people I don't have pre-existing relationships with, as much shit as I like to give them, I might go with the good chef. Um, He'd help keep us alive, cooking stuff up on the island, some berries, uh, if we get some fish. Um, And he's a funny guy. I I love the good chef. I I like to give him shit. But um, if we're talking about, like, not... I I don't know them outside of K-State Twitter, outside of uh, them being a fan of the podcast, I think that's who I'd go with. Um, What karaoke song do you think is Tang's go-to? If I ever get him on, uh, I'll ask him. But I think he really likes that song, Body Like a Backroad. He's always jamming out to that. Um, And then what wide receiver would best uh, complement... Avery Johnson's skill set all time. Tyler Lockett. Fast. Best routes. Um, He's good. The entire route tree. um, Outside of that dreadful, just game-changing drop versus Auburn. Pretty reliable hands. Um, But he's the best wide receiver we've ever had. So I'm going with tiny little baby Tyler Lockett. Uh, Last handful of them. Uh... Tabby Laz asked, does pineapple belong on pizza? Not my pizza. I I would never choose to put pineapple on pizza. I wouldn't seek out any pizza with pineapple on it. But look, if you like it, if you want it, uh, go for it. Um, I, I I used to be like passionate, like, you know what? Fuck you if you like this and all that. Like, I, I'm, I'm really calming down in my old age, 31 I'm going to be 32 at the end of the year. Um, I used to be like, look, if you put ketchup on a hot dog, go die. Like, I'd say stupid, extreme stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you like what you like. I I will never choose to put ketchup on, like, anything uh, except for maybe French fries. Um, I don't think it belongs. I'd never put it on a hot dog. I'd never put it on a brat. I, I don't even put it on burgers. But if you like it, fine. If you like pineapple on your pizza, go for it. Not for me, uh, but at the end of the day, if you like it, go for it. Steve Z, we got uh, three from Steve Z, one of the best question askers. Uh, what's the best movie you saw for the first time in the past year? Um, believe it or not, uh, two just in the last uh, week that I've watched for the first time. Um, the first one, American Gangster, uh, really enjoyed that film. Uh, but just yesterday, Saturday, uh, I watched for the first time ever Shawshank Redemption and it li- lived up to the hype. You know, it's like, you know, it, it makes all these like top movie lists, all this type of stuff. It was a really, really good movie. And I, you know, I, I made it this long in my life without seeing it. Uh, and, and both those were in the last week. Uh, so, and I think it's those have not seen a lot of stuff in the theaters, uh, recently, uh, so if you have like a great recommendation like Jojo Rabbit for me, Steve, uh, please send it my way. Um, but I, I watched American Gangster, I think, uh, last Sunday. I really liked it. And like I said, uh, just on Saturday, I watched Shawshank Redemption for the first time. If you get sleepy while driving, what song, album, artist do you put on to stay awake? Luckily, have not been in this situation um, for a really long time. Um have not been in that situation. I mean, hell, like it's been a really long time. I've not been in that situation, but if I ever did find myself in that situation, I, I, uh, I put down the windows and I play, uh, every time we touch, uh, by Cascada, but there's a remix, like the Rockwell, uh, version of it. 
Uh, great up-tempo uh, beat. Just crank it as loud as I can. Windows down. Put my arm out the window and just cruise. Um, so that's what it would be. Luckily, have not been in that situation in a long time. And then finally, what are your thoughts on Deuce wearing number 42 for the Cowboys? Gross, disgusting, horrible number. Hate that. Um, I mean, I, I hope he changes it. <laughs> I hate that number for Deuce. I, that, any number in the 40s is just gross uh, for running backs at all. I, I hate that. I hate that for Deuce. I hope he changes it. Uh, K-State underscore KJ, do you get off using the term blue chip? Uh, no, but I, I probably use it too much. <laughs> I imagine, I imagine, uh, I, I've said it enough, uh, that you don't like that term and that's what brought it on. So I'm sorry about that. Uh, three more questions, uh, two from old man Rogers. Uh, what non Mexico or Canada country would you travel to for a big 12 football game? He's going to pay, uh, Scotland 100%, um, playing in Edinburgh, that would be amazing. I've been to Edinburgh. Uh, lucky enough to spend two days there. I I think I think Edinburgh is like the number one place I want to visit for a second time. Um, but anything in the UK or Ireland, um, I would go one hundred percent. Dublin, Belfast, um, any of the spots uh, in either Northern Ireland or Ireland. Uh, any place in England, you know, Liverpool, uh, London, uh, Newcastle. I'm trying to think of places that, that, that you know, have a big enough population, all that type of stuff. Cardiff, uh, you know, over in Wales, um, you know, Wrexham, you know, K-State versus Iowa State at the race course ground, uh, anywhere over there. Um, that would be my choice. Um, but Edinburgh is number one. You play in Glasgow as well, uh, you know, and, but – Edinburgh is number one, but anywhere over in the UK or Ireland um, would be on that list. Old Man Rogers asks, I'm dog-sitting for a few months, and the owner includes cold milk, boiled rice, and chicken wings on the menu for this designer dog. What the F? That's the question. Look, um, Chauncey does not get that. <laughs> he, he'll... He gets the cheese tax. He gets some deli meat on occasion. If, if I'm grilling up chicken or steak, uh, he's a spoiled dog. He, he gets all that stuff. But, you know, his daily food is, is you know, just dog food. It's kibble. Um, but, hey, I, I've seen some stuff on Instagram where, like, these dogs are eating, like, raw food. Like, you know, just raw steak and, like, you know, raw whole rabbit, all sorts of stuff. Like, look, whatever. Um People do that. I don't do that. And then the final question from Powercat Ryan. Which coaches on the football and men's basketball staff do you think will leave for a head coaching opportunity following the 23-24 season? Um, football, I, I, I think Klanderman or Van Malone are the two most likely. Um, I don't know if that is... Klanderman's um, desire I believe it is I, I feel like Van Malone has said so like that is his desire to find a head coaching job I feel like he said that maybe I'm putting words in his mouth um, but but I think I think those would be the two most likely uh, on the men's basketball team 
Rodney Perry jumps jobs a ton. He has been a head coach, you know, at the college level, uh, NAIA, um, but he's been an AAU head coach. He's been a prep school head coach. Um, so I, I think like if a low division one offered him uh, a head coaching job, he would take it. If like a elite of the elite prep school offered him a head coaching job, he might take it. Um, but just his kind of job history, he, 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 he is a job hopper and he's been a head coach. Uh, Yurik Malagy is the associate head coach. Um, and he's been on a rocket ship upward trajectory his entire career. So maybe it's him. Um, but, but those are kind of my first initial guesses. Um, but that's all we have. Those are all the questions. Great questions as always. Um, that's all we have. Uh, I'm going to wrap things up, uh, coming in just over an hour. I'm sure after some of the embedded ads and the outro song. Um, but I just want to say, I love you guys. I hope you have a great week. Uh, make sure to follow along the back cats as they are, uh, marching towards the postseason. Check out Manhattan Brewing Company either at the brewery or at local liquor stores all throughout the state. Uh, get your mom a card. Um, so for Chauncey Bosco, my co-host and the best dog in the world, we love you guys and go cats. Hail to the purple, hail to the white, wildcat in spirit, wildcat in fight. Hail alma mater from sea to sea. K-State Wildcats form alma mater fights. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be a fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. K-State Wildcats for alma mater fight, 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 fight.
Social Podcast Network.